And this is Dr. Simcha Cohen. A little late on the hour, but I have to tell you something. It is impossible to interrupt Yitzhirbs. To watch this man is to love this man. He is an inspiration to me. Hashem should bless him with long, 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 prosperous, happy, simchadik years because the man is like an angel, mesamech, anashim, is mesamech. He just, it's beautiful to listen to, it's beautiful to watch, and I would never want to interrupt his story. So I'm ready to come on late, and that's, that's perfect and fine. For Yitzhirps, it's definitely, definitely okay. Anyway, so it's Simcha Cohen, and we're on for the hour, and this is Ask Dr. Simcha, the number to call in, in case you don't know, is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And if you want to text in, it's 347-927-8398. Live radio, hmm, if you want to call up and listen on the phone, live radio, 712-432-4217. And, of course, you can listen on our JRoot app. But anyways, so the summer is coming. Lagba Omer came. Lagba Omer went. It was beautiful. It was on a Sunday. And this is a time of, like, a lot of Kedusha and a lot of, a lot of really, really inspirational, holy things. And Shavuos is coming. And around this time every year, I like to start thinking about how lucky we are to be Hashem, and how lucky we are to be able to have received the Torah and to have the mitzvahs. And last year we spoke about that and kids called up and said a lot of really great things. And the truth is that that's a feeling you never ever lose. It's a feeling that you never lose. The feeling of being thrilled and happy that you have the Torah. feeling of being excited in the fact that you have the Torah. And all the mitzvahs. And the truth is, you think about one holiday the next, it's really unbelievable things. We're very, very lucky. I happen to like, I, I happen to just like waiting for, for from even one day to the next. But anyways, another really important thing that's going down is school is winding down. And at this point, it's kind of like you look back and you say, how was my year? Did I have a good year? Did I have a bad year? Did my teacher like me? Did I like my teacher? Hopefully, by now, everybody's like developed a good relationship with their teacher, the Rebbe, the Mora, and they're winding down, and year is ending, and they had a good year. But what about someone that didn't? What about someone who had a rough year? And their year's going to end and they're going to be upset, and they're going to go into the summer with a heavy heart. I want to give advice to those kids. I want the kids who are feeling bad about the year to call up, and to, let's talk about it. Let's see what we can, how you can resolve that. Maybe there's a way of talking to your teacher, maybe finding out what it was that went wrong during the year. So that it doesn't carry over into next year, because very often it just does. And we got to stop the insanity. If you haven't had a rough year this year, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a rough year next year. So the number to call in is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And I think I'm ready for the first call. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. There's the non-Jewish music playing. 
There's non-Jewish music playing right now on my station. Yep. But you're talking on the station, darling. Uh, you might have it on the wrong. Nope. I don't know. But then, but 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 we're on the radio. Well, I could turn on my J Root app, and I could see what you're talking about. Let me see. Music playing right now on my station. That's me talking to me. See? I think you're wrong. But anyways, what's on your mind? Nothing much. Okay. When something, when you got something on your mind, call back. All right. Stand by. Bye. How you're on the air? Hi. How are you? Did Did you good. have a good year or a bad year? Medium. Medium. Okay. So what, does that mean? So medium can mean it started bad and ended up good, or started good and ended up bad. What's medium? Not sure yet. Aha. Uh-huh. So you're saying it's all going to go by how it ends? Basically. Okay. So how do you? What's your prediction? Um. Not sure. What grade are you in? Seventh. Seventh grade. Seventh grade is a really hard grade, my friend. Because seventh grade, you like you have half the class is, is babies and half the class is growing up. And everybody's getting bar mitzvahs. So you have like some kids sprouting mustaches and some kids still playing kugelach. So it's like a little difficult. Am I right? Um... Basically. Yeah. So it's hard to be a teacher in seventh grade. I would never teach seventh grade. One grade. I'll teach sixth. I'll teach eighth. Never wanted to teach seventh grade. It's, it's a very hard grade to figure out. Because you have half the kids acting immature and the other half half the class going, oh, come on. So are you like the oh, come on guy or are you the other guy? In between. In between. Okay. I see. You're just non-committal. You just don't want to say. All right. No, no, no. I'm just in between. Okay, you sound like you're the, you know what, I like that, because the, oh, come on, people are like, oh, come on, they're not tolerant, and you don't want to be that guy that's always saying, oh, go grow up, no one wants to listen to that, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, what's what's going on, you looking forward to Shavuos? Yeah. Okay, and what are you doing for the summer? Camp. You going to look, you going to have a good time in camp? Hopefully. Thank God. Camp is really a good thing. It's, it's really a good thing. All right. Got anything Anything you want to add? Or did we cover it all? Cover. Covered it all. Okay, thanks for calling, my friend. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye. That's, that's, a very, that's a very very mature kid. But anyways, seventh grade is a rough year. And you know what? I think that coming around time, was, it's a time to like figure out... Is everybody getting along? Is a class a group? Did the class form a group? Or is it like a bunch of people? Like like a lack of an Omer trip, you go. If the class is a group, then everybody's together and they have a good time. But if they're not a together group, which sometimes it happens, it's just like it's really rough. And that's really a problem. Hi, you're on the air. Hello, what's going on with the radio? It sounds a little, a little not so clear. I don't know. I really don't know. Because I'm here in a room with the microphones. I don't know. I, I'm not the antenna man. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Bye. I guess we're not so clear. But anyways, I'm clear in here. <laughs> I hear myself and I hear you. Anyways, 
I think I say that a lot, anyways. But there's an unbelievable, unbelievable thought that Shavuos is coming, and we celebrate Shavuos every year. And I get this feeling every holiday. And I say, like, how is it that I'm inspired and I feel and I enjoy the holiday every year, but I'm doing the same thing every year? How come I am inspired this year? And the only answer is it's, it's got to be the Kedusha of the holiday. Otherwise, like, if I would go on the same roller coaster, like, uh, uh, so many times, I would get sick of it. But you never get sick of Chag Shavuos. You never get sick of Pesach. You never get sick of Shavuos Omer. You never get sick of these things. You, every time we do it, we relive it. And with a new outlook. It's like really, really, it's, it's really inspirational. Higher on the air. Me? Yeah. What's, I want to ask a question. My Rebbe, like, I have a problem with him that sometimes, like, my Rebbe embarrasses some people for for doing something wrong, but he, like, embarrasses them in front of the whole class. And sometimes he embarrasses me, and I don't know what to do. But. Wow. That's, that's, a tough, that's a tough problem. First of all, I would probably venture to say he doesn't even realize it. Because a lot of times, Rebbe's or Moro's think that kids don't get embarrassed if they're with their friends. But it's a really important message that you're giving. And I'm so happy you called to say so. Kids really get embarrassed. And teachers don't realize it a lot of times. They don't mean bad. But they, they'll say something that will embarrass a kid. And then when, when if, if, have you ever like said to Rebbe, you know, you're embarrassing me? No. What do you think? So he wouldn't be happy if you told him that. No one's no one's willing to try. Well, I don't think that they should try in front of anybody. I don't think they should try uh, in public. I think that maybe, maybe they could try privately. Maybe they could even maybe could even write a note anonymously and give it to the Rebbe in a Bechavadik way, saying, you know, we know you don't mean to, but you're, like, embarrassing us. And we don't, we, we, we feel bad. What do you think? See, a Rebbe that gets told something like that might think it's chutzpah, or might feel like it's chutzpah, and might get upset. But if he gets a gentle note, you know, that's given to him, you know, not not in a not in a not nice way, but in a, you know, also give him the benefit of the doubt. Say we we know that you didn't, you probably don't realize it. You don't mean to do it, but we're getting embarrassed. Can you please stop? What do you think about that idea? I don't know, but what also sometimes he like pulls the kid out of class, and then like he gives them like a five minute muster schmooze. Okay, I think that in general, in general, well, listen, if a kid's doing something wrong, <laughs> what are you going to do, bake him a cake? I mean, you got to give a kid a muscle schmooze. I think we're talking about embarrassing kids, and the Rebbe probably doesn't realize that the kids are embarrassed. And I think it's important to let him know, but I don't think you should let him know in a way that embarrasses him. So leaving him a nice, gentle note that's very 
nicely written, but it's not chuspedik. I think is is might be a good idea. What do you think? Maybe kick it around with your friends, okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks for calling. That's a very tough situation because if a Rebbe or a Mora puts fear into the classroom, that's really a very difficult thing because kids need to have Ema and Yura. They need to have respect. But fear should never be something that kids are afraid to say something to a teacher in a respectful way. A teacher needs to give an impression that a kid can say something to them respectfully, even if it's something that might be about what they're doing that the kids are feeling upset about. Hi, you're on the air. I love your show. Thank you. I love it, too. What, what do you think about the last caller? What, what advice would you give? What advice would you give? Did you hear the last caller? No. Well, no. It, it, his, his, his Rebbe embarrassed his kids in class, and he doesn't know how to handle it. And if he tells the Rebbe, the Rebbe's going to get upset. You write a note. Ah, so that's what I said, right? You write him a note, maybe see, anonymously. Maybe that'll work. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Do you have something you want to say? Not really. Okay, but thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. You're on the air. Hello. Hi there. Jason? No, it's not Jason. Bob? Is that you, Bob? Is that you, Bob? No. Oh, Jason's on the other line. Call him back. Okay, whatever. Hey, there's no Jason here. But anyways, hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, I mean, when the end of the year comes, I, w- I really want to think of my teacher as a good teacher, but right. she's a very big snob. A very big snob? Yeah. What? How does a teacher be a snob? A snob is between friends. A teacher, how does a teacher be a snob with students? I mean, like, whatever someone would do, she would always, like, sneer at them and, like, snob them out. Snob them out. Give me an example, please. This is very interesting to me. How do you snob a person out? Uh, Like she would say, uh, I'm not a good um, imitator, but... But give me um, the words. You don't have to, Excuse like... me, do you want to leave my classroom? Um, and she would do it in, like, a terrible face. So she's... Like a freaky face. Ah, so she's, like, very critical, maybe? Um... What grade are you in? Sixth. Sixth grade. Aha. Uh-huh. So she's... She makes you feel, like, really dumb? She doesn't make me feel, like, dumb, but... I mean, she's worse than some other kids in my class. She's worse than... Wow. That's great. What it, do the other kids feel the same way? Yeah. Is she a new teacher? What? Is she a new teacher? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. 
So that's probably why. She probably has to like get into the groove of teaching. Is she young or is she old? She's young. Okay, there you go. She'll, she'll, she'll get used to it. In the beginning, see, when I was a Rebbe, the first year I was a Rebbe, I thought it was like all that in a bag of chips. I was like, whoa, I'm a Rebbe, and I know everything, and I could do everything. And I thought it was so smart. And I taught Chumash that week, and I said, I taught Chumash so well, I felt like the best thing in the world. And then I gave a test, and the highest grade was 12. <laughs> and I realized, you know, I'm not really teaching. I was talking to myself. But I prepared my lessons. I was like really on top of the world. I was doing what I wanted to do my whole life. I wanted to be a Rebbe. And I grew up. I eventually figured it out. Eventually. You know, it takes time. Teachers figure out. Kids are kids and kids do silly things. And, you know, if you can get used to it and understand it, fine. If not, then maybe you need to go work in a bank. All right. And also, I have um, some advice for the person who called. Great. The person who called and said that his rabbi was embarrassing people. Okay, what's your advice? He should write a letter to his rabbi, but in the letter he should, like, praise him, like say, oh, you're such a good rabbi. So smart. You are so smart. Yes, you are. That's true. You have to be, you have to build up the person in order to handle the criticism right mm-hmm. you know where we learned that you know where I learned that from I learned that from the fact that Rosh Hashanah comes before Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah we don't mention sins at all all we talk about is the fact that Hashem is a Melech and we are B'nai Melachim and Hashem is our father and we are his children and by the end of Rosh Hashanah, we are so clear on the fact that, yo, we got status. Like, we are like chash of people. Like, hamelech, hamelech, hamelech. Then, once we know that we're Hashem's children and He's a melech, then we could get the criticism. But if we would go in without knowing that we're Hashem's kids and we get criticized, we, 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 we disintegrate, Right? He wouldn't listen to us. That's right. No, but we'd feel horrible. How we? How we at least we know that Hashem is, loves us. Okay, Hashem loves us. So you tell him, you're a great teacher, this and that, but please don't embarrass us. Right. Okay. Good advice. How old are you? Eleven. Wow. Wow. Very wise beyond your years, my friend. Very impressed. Okay. Have a good summer. You too. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Hey. Great advice. Great kid. Wow. Yes, I do believe that that that's that's good advice. You praise the teacher. You make it in a very respectful way. Yep, yep. Hi, you're on the air. Hi. My name is Sarah, and I'm just wanted to say I love I'm so sorry. I didn't hear what you said. You're talking a little too fast. I want to hear what you said. What was that? Hi, my name is Sarah Cullen, and I wanted to just say that I love how all the comments come and everything that it how good. Okay, thank you very much. And we have the same last name, so that's great. <laughs> okay. How old are you, Sarah? Uh, Eleven. Eleven years old. Okay. Are you gonna? Are you ending your year good? Yeah. 
Okay, great, great. And are we going to go to camp or are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I'm a Okay, very good. You have, you have a great summer and you have a good choice. And thank you for calling. Thank you for thank your good you. word. Thank you. Okay, bye. You are on the air. Hello? Hi, how you doing? I want to say that I had a, like, a crazy substitute teacher today. She was out of her mind. Really? How yeah. out of her mind was she? And we're going to have her again, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, what to do I is... Her, I asked her if I could turn on the air conditioner, and she kicked me out of class. Well, at least he solved the... Hot room problem. <laughs> if you were too hot in the room and you, Eric is just saying you got to go out of the classroom. So <laughs> it's very hard to be a substitute. I think a person who's a substitute likes pain. It's a terrible job. I used to substitute when I was single. And I really, well, I used to have a different approach. I would just bring in tons of candy and say, do your work, behave, and I'll give you all this candy. <laughs> and But what grade are you in? I'm fifth. Is a substitute a, a another teacher in the school, or is it from an outside? Outside, but she always substitutes like, like, um, well, like she's, once a week. She's a standard sub. Yeah. Oh, boy, what a hard job. And, right. I and I also have another substitute in my school who's very, very nice. Okay. See? So listen, it's like anything in life. It's like a rainy day. You just wait till it's over. <laughs> you put up your umbrella and you just stay out of the rain. So I don't have an umbrella in that class. I know. But what I mean is you just, you just like pull yourself to the side and then just wait till it's over. Well, you can okay. All right. Thanks for calling. That's a very hard situation. When a substitute comes, first of all, it's a big, 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 big yay to her to misbehave when a substitute comes. It just is. It's, there's nothing you could do about it. It's just big yay to her. Even the best kids fall into that trap. But it's a hard job to be a substitute. I would, <laughs> I did it, but I would not recommend it to many people. Unless, like, you're very interesting and you can engage the kids. And, and like, in, 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 but if you're coming in as a sub, you can't really expect to do much work. I got to say. Can't. I can't. I can't expect that. I don't think that's going to happen. Hi. I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your show. Thank you very much for letting me know that. And I enjoy when people tell me that they enjoy my show because I enjoy it too. But... That, I'm sure you, you could have said something else also, but when we were kids, we used to call substitutes scrubstitutes. Well, it was because it was a scrubby job, but what can I tell you? Hi, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Hava Shakuri. Um, when, once, um, we're, like, uh, the classroom next to my, um, my classroom, there was, they had a sub, and sub for the teacher, and and I knew the subs, and and they're like they're all screaming, and I like, we heard them from my, like from my outside, and and I felt like so bad, and I was like, and I, I was like I was like I was thinking, is that how I feel, like how I act when 
when I have a sob, and like, and like, whenever I have a sob, I always try not to like be so like I, trouble. I, I, first of all, that's very good of you, and and I I wanted to take back what I said. It's hard to mis- not to behave, but you have to do it anyways. But it's a hard job to be a sub, and when the whole class is screaming, it's so it's so not right because that's just out of control. And it's also difficult because a person has a hard job and they have to do it, so give them a break. You know, it's 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 well, what can you do? That's just the way it goes. But I, when you have like emergency, a teacher can't come in. You got to do what you got to do. When I was a principal, I used to go crazy sometimes to find somebody to substitute classes. It's very hard, very hard. But anyways, thank you for calling. Welcome. Okay, bye. Yep, this is the 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 teachers have feelings too and it's very hard to be a teacher especially this time of year when everybody's antsy they all want to escape they want to run out it's very hard to be a teacher so i don't know maybe does anybody have any suggestions as to what teachers could do to like make it easier because it's hard on the kids it's hard on the teachers it's so beautiful outside we want to go outside but it's not so it's 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 not it's not a simple thing it's really not. What's on your mind? Well, I happen to agree with that. Sometimes I feel like a dial tone too. <laughs> Anyways, let's see. I think I'll call you back. Hi. What do you yeah. think? About what? I didn't hear what you said. Okay. I, about anything. What do you think? Or don't you think? Or maybe, maybe, I mean, do you think? The topic of anything? We're talking about school stuff. Ending what? the school year and how to end the school year, whether we're ending it good or we're ending it bad. That's what we're talking about. Okay, my re- my Rebbe and English teacher, like, like sometimes, like when I'm having a fight with some, if someone starts fighting with me, and then they like stop, and then what? They each punish both of us, but they they never won't. For some reason, they never believe me, and I never lied to them in my life. Oi, so why why don't they believe you? I don't know. They always believe only the other person. Aha. Uh-huh. So that's something that you really need to 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 bring up to them in a private way. And, and I think that... Well, can you give me, like, the scenario? Give me an example. Um, you know, let's say, I'll give you an example. We'll call the other person Chaim. Okay. Me and Chaim are, like, Chaim hit me for no reason. And and then I hit him back. And the teacher saw, and asked who started. And Chaim said that I started. I said that he started. Really, he started. And then the teacher punished both of us. But he didn't believe me, and he punished me more than Chaim, and Chaim really started the fight. So I'll tell you what the reason for that is. Because the last one that hits is the one that gets the most attention. That's just the way it goes. It's the last one that hits is the one that gets focused on more. Because you're the one that they saw. And it's a problem. But that's why I always say if someone hits you, even if you, you, you 
hit back, especially if you hit back harder, then you're going to be in trouble. Because they're going to look at you, and they're going to say, you hit him, but he started with me. But they're not looking at that. So what's an alternative if Chaim starts a fight? What could you do to to take yourself out of that situation? I don't know, but the teacher sees that both of us are doing it to each other. But the teacher sees that you're the last responder. Well, he sees each of us doing it to each other. It's not always me that's last. Ah. So, but, and she, and they always punish you more? Yeah. I don't know, that's, that's something that I would ask a teacher about. I would say, not on the spot when you're in the middle of a situation. I would like ask to speak to the teacher and say, I don't understand why you're always blaming me more. What do you think? Would the teacher respond to that? I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I would hope so. If it's done respectfully, I would hope that a teacher would listen to you. I mean, unless you, are you, do you think that your teacher would be able to listen to you? Maybe. Give it a shot and call back and tell us what happens. What's, by the way, I have a different thing with the same thing. Like, it's basically the same thing, but it's a little bit different. That some, Like, someone touches me, and he runs away. I start chasing him and trying to touch him back. And the teacher realizes that we're going to uh, about to have a fight, so she stops us. And then, like, she asks for any witnesses. So who started? And then one kid says, obviously the person on the front started because the, the person in the back is, ch- is chasing after the person that started. And usually I'm in the back. And the teacher says, like, we can't do this. That just because one person is in the back doesn't mean that he's the one that, that the person in the front started the fight. Well, one thing I could tell you, all of these stories are about one thing. They're about somebody bothering you and you fighting back or chasing them or, get, or getting them back. And maybe that's the problem. Getting a kid back is not the way to solve a problem. I'm not saying that if someone's really hurting you, you shouldn't defend yourself. But I'm saying when a kid bothers you and then to bother them back, that's, that never works. That never works. That's why you're getting you're getting blamed. My parents always tell me to do that. Fight back. I say if you have to fight back if you're if you're being hurt or if you're in danger. But if someone like cheppers you, cheppering back, it if your parents tell you to do it, that's fine, but then you can ex- you got to expect to be getting in trouble because the teacher is going to focus on you. That's just the way it goes. Then when I come and I tell my friends the whole story what happened, they like can't really seem to care less about what they tell me to do and what they don't. Ah, so what do they say when you come home? They they get angry that you got punished? No, they just they like ignore it. But but do they realize that you're fighting back because they tell you to fight back? I don't know, but I told. I tell them that I fight back because they told me to fight back. And what do they say? 
They don't realize anything. Because they don't know what to say. Because the truth is, when you're telling a kid to fight back, you have to expect that there's going to be fights. And just because the other guy is a ding-dong doesn't mean you should be one. If he starts a fight with you and he's a diggling, then don't ring to his bell. <laughs> don't be a dingling like him. Walk away and say, you want to fight? You can fight. I'm a, I'm a little bit more mature than that. Okay. Doesn't that sound better? Like Maybe. someone starts up with you and you look at them and you say like, uh, hello? Like, are you a, are you like fighting? With, like, how silly is that? Like, what do you expect me to be like you and fight back? Uh, not really. I'm a big boy. And you sound like you're a mature kid. You say, I'm a big boy and big boys don't fight. Why? Only babies fight. I'm not a baby. And then the guy feels so silly. Is that? Do you think that that makes sense? Yeah, maybe. What? One time you also come to a similar thing. I'm the person that called in last week and told you that one time that someone was like uh, hitting me and then saying, "Oh, sorry, I could tell it was sarcastic," and he said, and then you told me to tell him, "I feel sorry for you that you do this," and he stopped on that same person. Okay, so did my last advice work? Okay, maybe that will also go, because if the first thing works, maybe the second Okay, so I hope so. Thing. I hope so, and I hope you call back again and tell us about it, okay, Tzadik? Okay. Good luck. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, I like that caller. He's, uh, you know why? Because he asks advice, and I hope it works. I really do. I, I really, really do. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hi. My name is Zubi Robinson. How are you? Baruch Hashem. I just had a I just wanted to ask you a question because I'm in Bar Park and I cannot hear the radio at all. So I just wanted to call you up and ask you, what are you talking about? What's the subject? Just tell me like in three seconds. We're talking about end of school issues. Like, what? Like, like ending with your teacher. Was it a good year, a bad year? Did you learn well? Didn't you learn well? Did you like it? Did Can you I give a suggestion about it? I would love for you to give a suggestion about it. My suggestion is, you ready over the year, if you didn't like him, if you did like him, just tell him have a great year. What's going to be bad? Oh, you are him? so smart. I'm so glad you called in. That is a brilliant suggestion. If you keep that attitude, my friend... You will have no, a great life. Um, I, um, whatever, but I'm not an English, but I'm saying... It's That's whatever. a great attitude. That's so right. It's over. <laughs> You're right to finish the year. Who cares? You like him. You don't like him. Just... I hope I you never know. have to see you again, right? <laughs> no. If, if you didn't well, like him, you just make sure you're not going to see them again. Yeah, but this time don't have a, you're a wonderful teacher. What's going to hurt you? It's not going to hurt you anything. That's right. You're so smart. It's only going to make the... And you know what? I'm a genius, right? That's a very good, that's very good advice. How old are you? I'm 13. You're how old? Six years old? What did you say? 13? Yeah. Okay. Good advice, my friend. Okay. Just, just make it good. That's my motto. Make it good. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. Have a good life. See you later. I hope not. Right? Okay. Bye. Bye.
That's the way it goes. You just make it good. You never want to end off in a bad place. You want to say, and you're in charge. You walk over and say, thank you so much. Says, oh, wow, yeah, it was really great. And the teacher says, oh, we had a great year together. And you say, yeah, right, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, we did, right? And that's all. Because you don't want to, you don't want to end off bad. And the truth is, it's very hard to be a teacher, especially nowadays with all the distractions that kids have. It's very hard to be a teacher. And I'm sure that there's some good stuff that you could always be remembering. And hopefully you remember the good stuff and you don't remember the bad stuff. But to bring it up is... If it's really something very difficult, like embarrassing you or something like that, that's one thing. But to bring it up and to make an issue, I don't know. Just let it go. It's so much easier. You know what? And it says, the Gemara says, Anybody who's a ma'avir amidotav who lets things go, Hashem erases all of their pesha'im, all of their sins. That is one of the most powerful statements that I've ever learned. That if a person is mevater, if a person is mevater, then Hashem, Hashem takes away all their sins. That's that's wild. That's really wild. I think that's unbelievable, and and, and I think that that's and that's so worth it to do that. It's so worth it to do that. Anyways, hi, you're on the air. Hi. How are you? Um, I wanted to... What's that? Don't be nervous. What? Don't be nervous. I just want to talk to you about this problem I have with my Rebbe. Okay, let me hear. What's the problem? And I wanted to close. I was never on the Rebbe's bad side, and this year I told little my Rebbe gets so mad at me, and he picks on me more than other kids. Oy vey. So I wish I could tell you. Oy. So I'll tell you something. First of all, you said something very important. You never get on Rebbe's bad side. So maybe this is a fluke. Maybe it's just a mistake, and this year was a bad year for Rebbe or for you. You won't get on the next Rebbe's bad side. So don't worry about it. The year is almost over. I know, but um, he, he likes other kids and he just doesn't like me. Then he's got bad taste. <laughs> then he's missing out on a good thing because you sound like a really good kid. So I feel so bad for him. He doesn't like you? That's terrible. So he missed out on a year of liking a really great kid. What are you going to do? But like, uh, as the year, like, uh, like, when it's almost the end of the year, he's just trying to, like, get me more and more time. And when I try to be good. So maybe you got to stay off his radar. You know what that means? Like, That's st- what my Rebbe says all day. Stay off what your Rebbe says it, the Rebbe that doesn't like you? I bet you he doesn't even realize that he's doing that. Rebbeim don't realize it. I bet you if you would gently tell him, he might change. No, Rebbe does that on purpose. Okay. Okay? Okay. I really hope it works out. But guess what? Whatever happens, next year's another year, and you're going to have a great year. 
What are you doing for the yeah. summer? Um, go, um, um, go camp. Okay. So thank God for that, right? You got camp to look forward to, so you'll get through it. Okay. Okay, thanks for Kay. calling. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. I used to be so worried when I was a Rebbe about kids thinking that I didn't like them. I used to be really worried about it. It used to, like, bother me. Sometimes they'd, like, stay up at night thinking about, did, did I say this this way? Sometimes you say something in a not nice way and you don't realize it. And then a kid takes it personally. You could really, really, really affect someone's life when you do that. And I, I feel that if I would talk a certain way or would say something a certain way and I wasn't sure if I was nice... I would just apologize. And I didn't think it was a problem for a Rebbe to apologize. I thought on the contrary. When I would apologize, it would show the kids that I'm a human being. Because guess what? I am a human being. And that's what I would do. Because sometimes, sometimes kids make, Rebbe's make mistakes. At one time I had a situation where I... A kid did something publicly, and I had to punish them. And I punished them publicly. And I I was sure that this kid did it. And someone walked over to me and said to me, one of the kids said, it wasn't him, it was me. And I realized, oh, no. I suspected this person wrongly. And so I got all three classes together, the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade together, and I publicly apologized because I punished him publicly. And I met him like 20 years later, and he reminded me of that story. I did not remember the story. He reminded me of it because he said that no one ever apologized to him for doing something, and that's a sign of a big person if you could do that. Rebay him, Morris, there's nothing wrong with apologizing. It doesn't have to mean admitting that you're wrong or that the kids should make a big deal out of it, but you're apologizing for the fact that you made a kid feel bad and no one ever wants to make a kid feel bad. That's for sure. I think I should say the phone number. I haven't said it in a long time. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Text me, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. And if you want to listen live on the radio, live on the radio, 712-432-4217. I am so bad with numbers, I can never remember them unless they're sitting right in front of me. I do not remember numbers very well. I have a non-number brain. How you're on the air. I'm, I want to be on the air. You are on the air. Sorry. I'd rather be not on the air because you just get me off the air. I can't talk to you if you're not on the air. Okay, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Question. If you don't want to be on the air, why did you call a radio station? I don't know. That's one of the questions. This is a radio station and it's live. So if you're on the air, you're on the air. And that's just what it is. 718 683-5858 puts you on the air directly. Do not pass go. Do not collect $500 or $200 or whatever. 
But you go straight out to the air. Anyways. So. I would like to hear from a teacher whether they think that it's beneficial for kids to tell them when they're upset or not. I wonder what a teacher thinks. There's some teachers that really think that kids should never be able to say because it's chutzpah. I wonder what they think. I don't know. What do you think? What's on What's on your mind? Me? Yeah, you. What? I have a suggestion for that person that I called before that doesn't want to be in there. How they after the show call and like need some old pickup. If you're still in the studio, they could talk to you off air. That's true. They could do that, but it's not. It's not always so easy to get through after the show. Or they could text me uh, to the 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 the. the the, uh, the text three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. They could do that too. But uh, but they, I guess they called up. They figured that they would be screened. You know what I mean? Well, that's the way it goes. But you can't 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 make all the people happy all the time, or half the people happy half the time, or every whatever something like that. I don't know. But uh, and anyways, higher on the air. Hello. Yes, you. Nope, not you. Sometimes there's a delay. So a person will call up and then they won't realize they're on the air, but they're on the air. It sounds like they're eating potato chips into their phone. But anyways, unless it's the potato chip man, who knows? I used to like always end off a school year good, no matter what. Because you want to walk away, say, hey, like no hard feelings, this and that. And if I made the teacher miserable, I didn't want them to be thinking about me the whole summer. So we used to always end off like good, like, hey, have a good summer, blah, 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 whatever. You don't want to end off bad. So if you have an issue with a teacher, if you have something that's bothering you, so you need to, like, figure out a way of working it out. You could maybe use your parents to work it out, or you could work it out yourself or use another teacher or principal. But you shouldn't walk away with unfinished business. Because if you walk away with unfinished business, they a lot of times you end up feeling really lousy. And then you come back to school, and you think that the teacher is like looking at you or on your bad side. You don't want to do that. You you want to be able to, to like keep all your relationships good. And that's very important in life to do that to keep all your relationships like even and never bear grudges and never hold things against people because people make mistakes and believe it or not I know it's an amazing concept but teachers are people too and children are people too it's just what it is and we go back to the Vatranas which I was saying about just letting things go it's such a huge, huge thing to do. Sometimes it's so hard. But if you do it, you really grow. Because think about it. When a person is Mavater, they're admitting that they believe Hashem takes care of things. Hashem takes care. I don't have to solve every problem. If someone doesn't have to be getting revenge, what's the point? Hashem has to take care of everything and 
I can't take the law into my own hands. And for me, the worst thing in the world for me would be would be to think that somebody is going to get punished because of me. I just don't, I would never want to do that. And I just wouldn't. So always forgive people, and I think that that's the most important thing, that you have to forgive people. Um, you know, someone, so my friend Yitzhi texted me that, that teachers spend a lot of time preparing. But you know what? Yes, I agree. Teachers spend a lot of time preparing. But if a teacher spends a lot of time preparing, then why would they want to waste all their preparation by humiliating a child so the child's not able to learn? It doesn't make sense. If you're already preparing so much, it's like you cook this gorgeous, delicious gourmet meal and you serve it on garbage can lids. Say, here, come and get it. Like, yuck. The food may look great, but who wants to eat it from a garbage can cover? When a person gives over learning in a negative, nasty, angry way, it's wasting the whole thing. It's putting it all to waste. It just is. It just is. And Torah is so, so... It's so important to be able to give over Torah in a positive way. It's not about appreciation. person has to teach, Torah has to teach because they want to teach. They can't expect silly kids to always appreciate. Higher on the air. You're not on the air. Just in case you're still on the phone. I just want you to know you're not on the air. Uh, you were on the air, but you jumped off the air. I hope you didn't fall down. But that's that's really that's really what it's about, and uh, the truth is, the truth is that there's 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 so much to say on the subject, but what I need to say is, children, students need to behave and need to be respectful. Teachers need to be respectful and need to care about their kids, and there's no excuse one way or the other, either. This way or that way or in between. If everybody does what they're supposed to do, then things will get things will be okay. There's no excuse for being disrespectful to a teacher. There's no excuse for really misbehaving and disrupting a class. Even if that you feel a teacher is not a good teacher, tough potatoes. You can't do that. Because you're changing your behavior, you're making yourself into a lower or a lesser person. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But anyways, these are tough subjects. And at the end of the day, we have to understand that the amount of sacrifice that Rebbeim and Moros give to teach Torah is so tremendous we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. We have to. We have to assume that they're not sacrificing their life to teach in order to be bad teachers. Can't be. 
There must be a way of resolving the problem. And I've never had, well, not never, but I, I haven't had in a very long time a teacher that didn't, let's say, hear a suggestion and say, you know what, I really don't want to do something wrong. I really want to help this kid. No problem. Teachers will do that. You are our last caller tonight. I hope you have something good to say. What's on your mind? Hello, thank you. What's going on? Thank you for doing your show. Thank you for thanking me. Okay. I appreciate the appreciation. Appreciation is so important. But you should know. If you know teachers, listen, I was a teacher and I, I and I my life is with teachers and I I love Mechanchim and Mechanchos. I love Mechanchim and Mechanchos. I have this obsession and passion with people who dedicate their lives to educate children. Because for somebody to do that, they are holy, holy, lofty, special people. Because most of them are brilliant. Most of them are so brainy and so brilliant that if they would go and pick another job, they could be doing so many other things. But they sacrifice their lives, they sacrifice their time for details of all sorts of things, ways of giving over education. I don't think there's anything greater than that. I really don't. I don't think that there's anything greater than that. And I love I love them. I love what they do. And, and people that are disrespectful or are nasty or are 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 acting in ways that 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 are not appropriate. Well, guess what? I don't consider them real mechanichim and mechanichos. I don't consider them real educators because real educators who are most of the people, 99% of the people that I'm aware of, they dedicate their lives for, for, for teaching. So, I mean, come on. You can't get more important than that. This is our last caller. I see the light. I just got to take this call. Hi, you're on the air. Serves me right. I shouldn't have taken the call because we're over time. This is Dr. Zivacone, and we are over and out. We are actually 9 o'clock and 23 seconds, and this has been the Dr. Simcha Hour, and we will be back again next week and wishing everybody a very good week. Have a good night.